This is Gerwa Online's weekly news roundup, hosted by Jabril Abdi. In this edition of our podcast, we will cover this week's largest news stories. We hope you enjoy. We begin in central Somalia, where Al-Shabaab have captured urban centers from regional security forces. On Monday, Al-Shabaab captured Mataban, a strategic town in central Somalia, 104 kilometers south of Germuduk state's capital, Dusamareb. This was a drastic move which could raise questions about the morale of local security forces. The militants were seen in the town of Mataban waving their flag. They usually erect their flag as a sign of victory whenever they conquer important regions in the country. According to reports, the militants temporarily took control of the town when Gelmudu police officers who were tasked with manning the area left their posts for unknown reasons. The latest reports from Mataban town indicate that the Al-Shabaab fighters have left the town as Gelmudu and government troops mobilize in Guriel, 42 kilometers north of Mataban, to recapture the area. Before leaving the area, the militants reportedly destroyed the town's police station by detonating explosives. Furthermore, the Al-Shabaab militants bombed a local police station at El Dere, near Gelmaduk's capital, before destroying a military camp in a raid amid ongoing electoral disputes. Regional forces were sent to dislodge the militants from El Dere. Once Somali National Army sees important towns, they hand them over to local security forces. The federal government of Somalia has been at war with Al-Shabaab for a decade. Important gains have been made. However, Al-Shabaab continues to pose a threat. Now we move north to Bosaso, where attempts are being made to end an armed standoff within the Puntiland state's counter-terrorism force. There has been a deliberate effort to solve the current impasse within the Puntiland security forces, which has been critical in maintaining security in Somalia's northeastern federal state. This comes following the sacking of its director, Mahmoud Osman Diano. Sources say the latest talks between Puntiland state and a party representing Osman ended in vain. Several officials, including ministers, left Bosaso for Getaway. The finance and security ministers remain in the port city and economic capital of Puntland to seek a consensual solution to the impasse. The talks in Bosaso centered on Osman's demand to retain ownership of critical PSF assets, such as battle wagon vehicles and buildings in Bosaso. These are conditions to hand over the role of director to his successor, Amin Haji. Puntiland President Saeed Deni's move to replace Osman last month is seen by many as a move to reform the security agencies and monopolize the use of force within Puntiland. The PSF has been sponsored by the United States and are a highly, cha- and are a highly trained and well-disciplined force in Somalia. In recent times, the force has been battling Al-Shabaab and ISIS across northeastern Somalia. Earlier this year, the PSF conducted an operation with the U.S. Africa Command killing several ISIS militants. Now we move to Mogadishu, where the electoral crisis takes new shape. The Union of Presidential Candidates in Somalia has vowed to boycott 
the ongoing parliamentary elections. The opposition coalition seems to be preparing for the formation of a National Salvation Council to take the lead of the country after announcing their firm rejection of a rigged vote. The union has now called for a consultative forum that will help solve the current impasse. Former presidents Sharif Sheikh Ahmed and Hassan Sheikh Mahmoud, along with former Prime Minister Hassan Ali Khayre, are leading the process. Federal Elections Implementation Team, FEET, issued a statement towards the federal states of Jubaland, Puntland, and Hirshabelle to kick off parliamentary elections, or lower house elections. Jubaland issued a circular in response, saying that 14 elective lower house seats will be filled. This news comes as Southwest State President Abdi Aziz Loftagaran traveled to the port city of Kismayo, which is the capital of Jubaland State, to meet President Ahmed Mendobe and discuss electoral issues. The two leaders also attended a Zoom meeting late Thursday night with President Saeed Dani, Ahmed Qorqor, and Ali Goudlawe, and Prime Minister Mohammed, or led by Prime Minister Mohammed Hussein Roble to find a solution to the long overdue lower house elections. Moving on to Somaliland, where chaos in the region's parliament creates reputation damage. Earlier this week, the opposition in Somaliland's parliament staged a protest, accusing Somaliland President Musabihi Abdi of expanding room for more political parties in the state. For several hours, members of parliament from the U'id and Wadeni parties protested, accusing the government of failing to stick to the original Memorandum of Understanding, which paved the way for three political parties in Somaliland. In May, the two parties beat the ruling party, Kulmiya, to control the parliament. The chaos took place during the visit the chaos took place during the visit of a delegation from the United States Congress, which is taking stock of the progress in the region. The United States is keen to study development in Somaliland and could push for their recognition. Musabihi Abdi said Somaliland will continue to work with progressive democracies. Last week, he banned Somaliland citizens from associating with Somalia, arguing that the region has nothing to do with Somalia. In Horn of Africa news, past atrocities of the TPLF may explain the Tigray War, but not how to end it. The Tigray People's Liberation Front, or TPLF, may have been a ruling party in Ethiopia, but the TPLF's history and current prescription in Ethiopia may explain why so many people, including those outside the country, may dislike the group. On Friday, the United Nations Human Rights Council plans to hold a controversial session on human rights violations, allegedly those by the Ethiopian government in battling the TPLF. The session, which the African Union has refused to endorse, is part of the broader Western bid to slam Addis Ababa's controversial war, which has also led to a humanitarian crisis. Mustafa Agjar, the president of the Somali regional state in Ethiopia, one of Ethiopia's 11 federal regions, told a form of the Heritage Institute 
that Prime Minister Abiy Ahmed was saving the Horn of Africa by battling the TPLF. Mustafa Agjir says the TPLF group that had been massacring the Somali people in Ethiopia for 27 years and have been the root cause of Somalia's problems are gone now and Abi Ahmed is at war with them. Mustafa Agjir said this in Djibouti at a forum by Heritage Institute attended by an audience of Somalis, mostly Somalis, from Horn of African Nations. From his speech in Djibouti, from his speech in Djibouti, we learn that the TPLF may never gain political might again, but it remains a potent military power in the Horn of Africa. With years of training and stalking, there are no clear signs that the group will surrender as demanded by the federal government of Ethiopia. The retreat from towns they had claimed in neighboring Amhara and Amfar regions have yet to be deciphered. Is it Abiy Ahmed's victory or just a minor TPLF retreat? And what lies ahead in the war? One thing is clear though, there are no timelines on this war and the law enforcement operation that has been announced as, that has been announced as completed by PM Abiy will not be short-lived as promised. In humanitarian news, Somalia is at risk of famine as a drought crisis deepens. Thousands of vulnerable people in Somalia face hunger after rains fail for the third time. Already, many people have died of starvation and thirst, according to local authorities. On Sunday, authorities in Gelmudug said at least six people died from hunger, adding that the situation can worsen in coming months. Some sections in the country are receiving heavy rains. To mitigate the crisis, top officials led by Prime Minister Roble have forfeited their salaries, which will be used to buy food for the families, according to Villa Somalia. The, Uni the United Nations has urged Somalia's partners to chip in and help the vulnerable people from dying. A fortnight ago, PM Roble declared a national state of emergency, adding that many risk death. But despite the drought in some areas, other areas have received heavy rains coupled with floods. Somali lawyer killed in Turkey. A community activist and prominent Somali Canadian lawyer has succumbed to his injuries days after being attacked in Istanbul, Turkey. Bashi Hosjabril, 52 years of age, died following his attack within the center of the busy city on December 6th. On Sunday, authorities in Turkey said they have arrested three suspects in connection to the attack. While their identity is yet to be revealed, they are set to face robbery with violence charges and one charge of murder. The attack happened in the Beyoğlu district, a historic neighborhood on the European side of Istanbul. Bashir Hoşşebro was there on an official visit and was set to travel to visit friends and family in Nairobi, Kenya. <laughs> 